we're doing. There's never a fee unless you win, so call Ashton and Price for a free consultation. Remember, for the best advice, don't think twice. Call Ashton and Price. Money 105.5. Views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station, its owners, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hey, welcome to the Impact Hour today. I'm John. Hi, and I'm Rena. We're so glad you're here today. Today's topic, we're calling it Take Back the Power. Woohoo! Power for power to the people. <laughs> Take back the power. That's right. Oh, yeah. But it's really a topic about personal responsibility. There's and freedom and responsibility. There's freedom and responsibility. And I love it. Yes. It might not seem obvious or intuitive that if you're personally responsible, then that means you have power, but it is true. We will connect the dots and lay it all out. We will. So it's about personal responsibility versus being a victim. Ooh. And a victim is uh, partly of what happens in your life, but it's also your mindset around what is happening in your life. And so those same events can occur to someone and they go and respond as a victim. Oh, this happened to me, woe is me. But other folks might have those same event happen and they go, oh, well, okay, that happened. I'm just going to deal with it. I'm gonna make some choices around that and they take power in their life and move forward and they don't step into the role of a victim. I've totally seen that with something, you know, as simple as getting like a flat tire, right? And you got you got to get into work and all that. And um, one person can completely spin out. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. Oh, you know, and it's like a really huge deal. Right. And somebody else is like, okay, this is an inconvenience. All right, got to get this taken care of. All right, let's go. Yeah, all, all right. right. And it wasn't a big deal. Where's the car jack? <laughs> yeah, let's get this done. Take all care right. of it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well. Call the boss. Tell him I'm gonna be late. It's yep. Just it is what it is, right? Just Boy, what? And and it's a really profoundly different experience being around those two different people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I opt for the second option. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's much more um, pleasant for other people to be around. Pleasant for the person going through it to have an empowered mindset. Right. Right. Now this topic, I've heard people describe it with the phrase "It's my fault." Oh. Well, that doesn't feel good, just hearing that. That doesn't feel good. Okay. So, and that's not us. That's not how we, we roll. And I really want to address that, though, because it is so easy to get into judgment and blame. And so we can judge other people. We could judge ourselves. We could be blaming other people or even blaming ourselves. And then feel or understanding and, and acknowledging that maybe we could have made choices in the past doesn't necessarily mean that we are wrong or have to blame ourselves or be in judgment. And really, if you want to take personal responsibility, it's best to just take the blame and the judgment out completely. Isn't that interesting? I think that the blaming and the judgment and, and you know, seeing it as bad and wrong and, and you made a mistake and it's terrible and how could you do that? And, and even when we're doing it for ourselves, it's so counterproductive. Yeah. It actually ruins the process. And I fall into that sometimes. Sure. You know, it's easy. It's like, oh, man, I should have done this or I should have done that. And someone says, hey... Maybe you shouldn't should on yourself. <laughs> it's actually not necessarily 
it's not necessary to participate in the self-flagellation. Yes. It's actually an option to let that go and not should all over yourself. That's right. Well put. So when we go into judgment and blame, especially when it's about our choices that we've made, it prohibits us from being able to look at it because now we've made it wrong. And now we're not even really open to looking at what's gone on, what choices did we make, what was the situation really. And that prevents us from being able to get into a space where we can make different choices. So even if it's a past event, it prohibits us from being able to look to make different choices in the future. And if it's what's going on right now, it prevents us from being able to be in a, a more resourceful state and make different choices right now. Right. So we kind of lose our, our creative problem solving, our creative ways of thinking, our openness. It's like there's less options become available just because our mind is no longer able to um, really engage at that level when we've got the beating up going on. Right. We're yeah, in resistance that's... to it. We're saying it shouldn't be this way. And then we get stuck there. Stuck Not. just sounds icky, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So as we talk about this topic today, about taking personal responsibility, and we may remind you listeners as we go along, that really there should be no judgment and no blame. It just is. And let's just accept what is so we can look at it and just see where we can make some different choices, take back that power, and take responsibility for our choices and actions. So that includes not labeling things as a mistake or a failure or, um, you know, it, it's, it's a learning opportunity. It's, you know, maybe it's something, you know, you could have done differently, but it, it's really something that you can look back on and say, oh, you know what, that didn't go the way I would have liked, and this is what I want to learn from it. So there's, there's fantastic learning in what most people call mistakes, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's the opportunity is to look back and, and learn from it and take that, that knowledge, that understanding, and moving forward. Yeah. It's much more powerful than staying stuck, like you said, in that beating oneself up for, for doing something you wished you'd done differently. Right. Yeah, it's like our phrase, there is no failure, there are only learning experiences. Yes. <laughs> that like is, that that's freeing just in itself. Yeah. Yeah. So a part of taking responsibility is to look and see how is it that we are contributing to our current situation. It's so easy and probably feels better in some, some level to say it's somebody else's fault. They did this, they made this choice, they're doing this to me, this circumstance is happening to me. And then we don't have to look at ourselves and maybe where perhaps we're not making the best choices and so forth. Or where we can make different choices. Yeah. yeah. So, so part of taking responsibility is looking at how are we contributing to the current situation. Now, a big part of this is to separate out between what is us and what is them and what just is. And so an example is uh, back a number of years ago, quite a few years ago, there was a big earthquake. 89. 89. <laughs> in uh, in the Bay Area, and our house fell down. I was in college at the time. It collapsed in the earthquake. And we had people asking us, what did you do that this would be happening to you? It's actually from my Christian friends. Like God was punishing you. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Like That's what right. sin have you been committing that, that God would have this happen to you? Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 
that's kind of contrary to the way we look at it. And I don't believe I caused the earthquake. I don't believe, you know, so many thousands or hundreds of thousands of people went through that experience just because of me. That's a bit, uh, I don't know, arrogant maybe. Right. <laughs> and, and not even that you did something so that God didn't prevent your house from falling down. Yeah. Right. It's just a totally different line of thinking. Totally. And so there, there are things that is not us that we aren't causing absolutely every single thing happening in our lives. And maybe we are causing some of those things, but to look at it. And so what, what is my part in this? So see how you contributed to it, even if you didn't cause or create the entire thing, what part did you help create or contribute to? Yeah. So in the earthquake, we chose to live in an area where there are earthquakes. Yep. That was a choice we made. And the house falling down is a consequence of that choice. Does that make us wrong or bad? I don't think so. But that was our contribution to that. And so it's good when we take personal responsibility, we can start looking at the choices that we are making. And when we get to change those choices, if we don't like the outcome. So today we don't live in a high earthquake zone. So we're making different choices related to that. <laughs> well, that's awesome because you did look and see actually where where you did make choices that contributed to that outcome, which is very different than saying, you know, oh, you know, I caused this, I brought this on myself. And, you know, at least an earthquake is a little, you know, more obvious that you didn't make it happen. So there's less beating up. But, and you still looked at it to see, you know, what choices did I make that helped contribute to my experience there? And that's empowering because now you can make different choices, like living in the Sacramento area where they don't have so many earthquakes. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Good job, John, setting up the uh, context around personal responsibility and the freedom and power of that. We've got a lot more really great stuff for you when we come back, so stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now. Meaning significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about how you can take back your power, and we're very excited to empower you to experience more freedom in your life. Part of doing so is going to be taking responsibility for you know as as much as you can in your life because that's where the power comes in because then you can make changes so 
we've got a variety of aspects to look at, one of which is how we're affecting people in our conversations and how we're talking and the words that we're choosing and how we're showing up, how that's affecting people and how they're responding to us. Basically, what we're getting back from other people has a whole lot to do with how we're showing up, how we're talking, what we're saying they're responding to. And uh, recently went through our first um, time, my first time teaching Be In Connect. And uh, one of the students there I have on the line with us, and she wanted to share some of her experience around learning to be more hearable, showing up in a way that other people can actually hear what, what she's trying to say. So I want to welcome to the show Deidre. Hi, Rena. Hi, so glad that you could join us. Thanks for, for calling in. I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. My pleasure. <clears throat> awesome. You shared with me, um, as we were wrapping up the class, you had an experience on social media and um, was wondering if you could share with us what what happened, what you read, and um, yeah, we'll go from there. What happened? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. It's pretty profound, and um, I'm looking forward to continuing with how this all sort of, I like I, I tried to explain before, is sort of melted into my brain, and I'm excited about it. So Good, I'm melting um, people's it, brains. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's not what you said. <laughs> it's melting into your brain. This is exciting. <laughs> you know, we're always, I'm always looking for new things to learn and, of course, ways to improve myself and, and to be better for others. And this is a slam dunk, Rena, your Be In Connect course. Is, Thank you. Is, yeah, it set me onto uh, a whole new drive pattern. I don't even know how to explain it, but um, well, I'm looking I, I know just to... watching watching you move through the class and 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 changing and shifting how you were showing up, um, and the stories that you were sharing about your relationships with people and and how y you would do differently than you would have before, and how they were responding better and being more open Definitely. and more receptive. Oh my gosh, it was very exciting to watch. Yes, it is. It's, it gives me goosebumps every time I think about it, and I okay. apply a whole process to it. But anyway, I was floored because with the whole Me Too um, impact that's going on about um, women coming forward and finally being able to share freely and frankly about their sexual assault or um, di discrimination experiences or, you know, uh, and, and no matter how playful, uh, from being very playful, um, you know, being affected like, you know, so, so in a playful way, which wasn't taken playful, but that's what, you know, everybody laughs it off. Okay. To all, you know, full sexual assault. So uh, one gal had written a long list of I wishes, and I'll just read the first two to just give you a, a, you you know, a feeling for That's great. For you it. saw this, okay like, reading? on uh, Facebook or something? It was. It was on okay. Facebook. Okay. It was a, um, a, a gal I'm connected with, and, and, and they go, the river runs deep on this, and I really feel for her. Yeah. But I read it, and then I reread it in the way that I would have maybe liked to have read it okay. or how I would like to express it. So okay. this is the first line. It says, I wish you would say how you've failed us. Now, this, this meeting is in, I believe she's talking to men, her, her men counter, male counterparts. Okay. The second one is... I wish you would stop being silent when movements like Me Too and The Faceless No More are prominent. And I'll, I'll go to number three. Yeah, you could just three. go ahead and I read wish... them through. This is great. Okay. I wish you would apologize. Four, I wish you would stop making this about only, about only you by saying not all men. So, you know, men coming in combatively saying, you know, not all men are like that. And that's true. 
Number five, I wish you could look past your pride and securities and let women speak freely. Six, I wish you'd stop excusing that one nice guy for that one bad decision a long time ago. Number seven, I wish you'd listen and not wait for your turn to speak. I wish you'd confront your male friends when they make me uncomfortable. I wish you'd stop saying certain forms of sexual harassment like catcalling are harmless. I wish you'd be honest about the times you've sexually harassed me. I wish you would stop calling yourself an ally when you do nothing to actually support us. I wish you were kindly called out that you didn't ignore my words. I wish you'd stop complaining about girls who don't respond to your compliments. I wish you'd quit raising your eyebrows and rolling your eyes as you read this. <laughs> I, wow. I wish you'd stop saying, as a son, father, brother, etc., to connect yourself with our cause, you don't need to be emotionally connected to a woman to deem her a human and equal. And 15 and 16, 15, I wish you'd stop giving a pass to your favorite celebrities. And 16, I wish you'd hear me. Wow. And I was moved by it. Yep, definitely moved by it. And I heard her and I felt her and I totally understood where she was coming from. And prior to your class, I would have thought nothing of it. I thought, wow, those are some deep feelings. And, you know, sent, sent some love in the air for her. Mm-hmm. But then I reread it and it was, and it just flowed right out of me how maybe rewording them or rephrasing it. And so do you want to read my responses or do you want me to read them? I, I will like for you to read those. Can you tell me briefly before that, how did you feel when you first um, read her post? I, I heard you, you know, you had some yes. compassion, but, but what was your reaction? Well, I tried to put myself into the male reader's perspective mm-hmm. and I felt it would have felt admonished um, that, you know, the, the, the listeners are going to understand, but the shoulda, coulda, what is, you know, you, when you say to somebody, you should do this, mm-hmm. you, you could have done it this way, mm-hmm. how odd that feels if someone were to say reprimand me that way mm-hmm. versus a more effective way. Okay. Yeah. You, you kind of da- talking down to reprimanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's off-putting. I heard what you said is kind of like a form of judgment. Exactly. That's what we would call that. And and it also didn't open up to any ideas or possibilities or how I could transform the way I approach her. Okay, that's that's actually an excellent observation, Deidre, because it didn't point to the solution. It only talked about the problem. Exactly. Wow, that's very powerful. And and the reason reason why I was uh, attracted to this to begin with was because I always say a wish is only a wish without a plan. Okay. And this is filled with a whole lot of wishes with absolutely zero plan. Yeah, literally, I wish, I wish, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So yeah. you transformed it. You took it on and, and rewrote it in a way that would be much more hearable to the um, male audience, right? I, I did, and I think it's funny that you had mentioned to me that it must have taken me an extraordinary amount of time to me no time. <laughs> so I, I really thought you must have labored over it because it really looked at like a lot of work. But you say it melted into your brain, so now it's just part of how you think, saying things in a way that other people can actually hear and respond to. So that's great. Yes. Yeah. So I'll reread her first one, which is, I wish you would say how you've failed us. And I rephrase that to number one, how... I wish to communicate with people. I'm not telling her how she should, okay? Okay. It's number one, using your voice in support of our rights with a sturdy assurance towards us. Mm. So, you know, it just, that's just gets the point across, but mm-hmm. it's filled with let's do this together. You know, we, we got this, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So number two was I wish you would stop being silent when movements like Me Too are prominent. 
Number two, when movements like Me Too are prominent, um, it would be great to make you our ally. Mm. That's welcoming. That feels very welcoming to me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So number three, I wish you would apologize. My number three is the genius is having an apology in your heart on behalf of your fellow lesser man. That's far less accusatory. I'll try to not comment on everyone, but wow, yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah, so anyways, it just goes on and on. And, and Do you want to just read yours through? Because I think it's very powerful. Okay. As it is. I'd love to. So um, in response to I wish you would stop making this about only you, uh, number four, mine is you present as truly emphasizing the stigma by not making this about you by saying not all men. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just five, it shows you are able and willing to look past your pride and securities by letting women speak freely. Number six, exercise courage and zero tolerance by not excusing that one nice guy for that one bad decision a long time ago. Number seven, you show respect, connection, and restraint when you listen and not just wait for your turn to speak. Eight, rise and become a respectful ally to women by confidently confronting your male friends when they make women uncomfortable. Nine, you would really be showing up by not using or supporting other forms of sexual harassment like catcalling, referring it to as harmless. Ten, it would show you to be remarkably in touch and honest when you admit to the times you've sexually, sexually harassed me and reflected a genuine remorse as a result. Number 11, if you wish to consider yourself an ally, truly identifying how best to support us and acting on that would help. It shows you to be progressing if you avoid dismissing your words. Our words, sorry. Mm-hmm. It sh- uh, 12, it shows you to be intelligent, mature, and, uh, if you simply accept girls who don't respond to your compliments. 13, it would help you to show up remarkably open if you avoid rolling your eyes as you read this. 14, great is your effort to connect yourself with our cause. You don't need to be emotionally connected to a woman to deem her a human and equal. 15, it would make you a sensational protective brother if you'd stop giving a pass to popular celebrities. And 16, it would light my world for you to hear and see me as a sister in the sisterhood. I love that, Deidre. There's so many powerful things about that. What I like is how positive it is. It's really building the listener up and putting in front of them something that's really desirable. That It's an invitation that they would want to step into being more honorable, more intelligent, more open. It's affirming those qualities already in them and, and complimenting them. And I really like the um, sensitive protective brother. I mean, that's just, that's appealing and something that somebody would want to do versus the yeah, language that of. was really pushing away before. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just, I love what an excellent job you did in um, making it hearable. The first one, I mm-hmm. think, would tend to push men away, make them want to, sh- how, did you, how did you feel hearing that first one, John? First one is like, ooh, yuck. Ick, you know. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, okay, well, that's not me. It's not about me. Okay, it's not about oh, me. Oh, you automatically disconnected yourself from it. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. That was completely the opposite of what I think the author True. intended. Right. How did you like the second one? It's much more invitational. It's it's like what's what they desire f- from me to support rather than what's wrong. So something you can actually take action on and that you'd want to. That, yes. That's actually very appealing. Right. That's awesome. I've got about one more minute before I go to a break. Deidre, did you want to add anything? I so appreciate your share. 
Oh, thank you. Well, w- the interesting thing was, is this was all about me. It wasn't about her or any of the men. This was about me. And mm-hmm. and how if I read someone trying to speak with me to come up with a solution this way, it, I wouldn't have been able to help. Mm-hmm. I just would have felt that she, she was so closed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I mentioned, I wrote a couple of my, um, you know, uh, redos, and she said, um, Wow, it's like she said something like, um, "You can't have those feelings for me. Those are my feelings." And I said, "Those are a hundred percent your feelings. These are my feelings." Mm-hmm. And she said, "I just don't like that you're um, telling me I have to compliment men in order oh. to treat me with dignity." Interesting. Very interesting point of view. Very interesting. Yeah, and oh, that was and, my commentary. On it. Thank you. I, it's just such a great example of how we can show up in a way that um, people can actually receive and step into. So again, I greatly appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much, Deidre, and I appreciated that contribution uh, that you You're made. You're welcome. Awesome. Brilliant work, Rena. Thank All you. All right. Thank you, Deidre. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, y'all. We're going to go to a break, and we will be right back. You're listening to the Impact Hour. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Why do public opinion surveys show discontent with President Trump's handling of the economy at a time of record highs in the stock market and record lows in unemployment? The new Gallup poll gives Trump his highest ratings on the economy, but still shows a clear majority of voters disapproving of his economic record, despite the steady growth in the 10 months of his presidency. This reflects a liberal tendency to put ideology above practical results, but it also reflects continued discomfort with aspects of Donald Trump's polarizing public personality. The president should avoid public feuds and distracting Twitter storms while focusing on the jobs and growth agenda that got him elected in the first place. Meanwhile, his GOP colleagues in Congress must pass tax reform to keep the economy booming while giving the administration the credit it deserves for sweeping deregulation and pro-business policies that are producing real results for the American people. I'm Michael Medved. Are you tired of feeling sick and tired? Are you looking for more natural, drug-free solutions for common health care issues for you and your family? My name is Dr. Tim Smith, and I am the host of Family Health Solutions Radio Show here on Money 105.5. Every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m., we are talking about natural preventative health solutions for the entire family. Make sure to join us every week, 2 to 3 p.m. here on Money 105.5 and help improve the health of your family. Oh, yeah. It's the Project Grow Radio Show. Are you an entrepreneur looking to grow your business with cutting-edge strategies and tactics? That's our mission here at the Project Grow Radio Show. It's a millennial's perspective and advice on faith, marketing, leadership, and technology. In a world that's quickly advancing, we bring you exciting interviews from today's top entrepreneurs and leaders. The Project Grow Radio Show, hosted by Adrian Boysell. Listen from your smartphone by downloading the Money 105.5 app. Live every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. on Money 105.5 FM. Fridays at 2. Lock it into Money 105.5 for the rush hour for success. It's a show dedicated to your success. With information about what's going on in the community, reviews of places to visit around Sacramento, and of course... Topics that involve experts in money strategies, business, real estate, and things that matter most in life. Join the watch star himself, Jim T. Chong, 
Get entertained, get educated, and get with a rush for success. Fridays at 2 on Money 105.5. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night, or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener special. Be sure to use the promo code KTKZ because you love KTKZ, and that's how you get the deal. Order your MyPillow buy one, get one radio listener special now. Click on the radio listener special and use the promo code KTKZ at MyPillow.com. It's that time of year, the time when your dream of driving a Lexus comes true. It's Kitty, and the time I'm referring to is the December to Remember sales event going on now at Lexus of Sacramento. Every model, every option, they're all waiting for you during this special occasion. Come see the entire lineup of premium Lexus vehicles and then make your December one you'll remember. Experience amazing behind the wheel of your new Lexus during the December to Remember sales event at my hometown favorite, Lexus of Sacramento. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to beandconnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's beandconnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to beandconnect.com now. Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about Take Back the Power. It's really a show about personal responsibility. And just before the break, we were talking uh, with Deidre on the line, and she was talking about a conversation that was being shared on Facebook. And just wanted to continue that a little bit here. Before we get into that, though, if you do want to call into the show yourself, you can call 866-576-1055. If you have any special ideas on how to connect with people and have it be more hearable or some things you've learned profoundly about taking responsibility, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you feel like you're kind of stuck somewhere in a relationship and would like some, some guidance and help on that, we'd be glad to help you on the show. And in addition, if you've missed any shows in the past, you can find those on www.theimpacthour.com or you can take us with you as a podcast if you would like. You can go to that same website, theimpacthour.com, to get information about that. So in conversations, we can influence the way 
the conversation goes specifically, and we can influence how the relationship goes in general, we have a tremendous amount of power in that situation to get more of what we want. We've heard some people say, that person just won't ever listen to me. I don't know if you've ever said that or heard somebody that says that. I know I could relate. <laughs> okay, doesn't everybody have one of those people in their lives? Yeah, they just won't listen. <laughs> and that puts the blame all on the other person. And of course, uh, we're really saying is they're not doing what we're recommending or suggesting or telling them to do. They're probably hearing us just fine, <laughs> but they're just not doing what we're saying. They're not obeying, essentially. And it's really putting all the attention on the other person and there's no acknowledgement in perhaps how are we showing up in a way that's more hearable, more invitational, and, and more amenable for them to want to do what we're suggesting that they do that's or awesome. advising them to do. This reminds me of a conversation we had in a class around being manipulative, because mm. that almost sounds like that. And, and it was really interesting conversation. Came to the conclusion that manipulation is actually when we're trying to get somebody to do something and it's just for our benefit. Yes. It, it may even be at their expense, but for our benefit. And this, this really truly is, is a win-win for both people when we're able to have people hear us and it's beneficial for them and beneficial for us. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. A little to side make. note. Yeah. So, so if we want more of what we want in life and our conversations and in our relationships, taking back responsibility, taking personal responsibility for our part in it is a good way to look at it and to see how we can show up different. And chances are really high that they will show up different when we show up different. Yes, it actually does influence people a lot. So we have a lot of power just by showing up differently. And when I say show up differently, I'm not talking necessarily about the clothes that you're wearing, but um, are you being kind and considerate? Are you being compassionate? Are you listening? Are you interested in the other person? Um, are you saying things in a way that they can hear, right? So that's definitely gonna influence how they're responding to you. Yes. Now, part of this, we wanted to highlight a little bit. It's been something that's been a bit on my heart more and more lately, is that in the political arena out there, what I see is greater and greater division mm. and people hearing each other less and less and we're reacting and we're probably not even listening to each other. We're not hearing, we're not listening at all, and we're just talking at each other past each other yeah talking past oh. each other we're making assumptions well this person's you know their position is this or their their political view is that so they must believe this or they must believe that it's a lot of assuming and not really trying to understand right a lot of assuming not from. understanding hmm. and so I thought it'd be good to talk about that here in our personal responsibility and how much are we creating that that divide that division how much are we not listening to the other side, whatever the other side is for you. How much are we compassionate or are we just throwing jabs at the other side, maybe to win points or just to express fear and frustration and anger? Are we really coming together and saying, hey, help me understand your point of view on this? When was the last time you heard that on Facebook? <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love to see more dialogues on social media about people just, instead of 
I mean, I've seen things, a lot of things degenerate into name calling and oh, yeah. stuff. It's like, how about just really trying to understand where the person's coming from? You don't have to agree, but just try to understand. Yeah, just to understand. My, I bet really don't understand each other. We really aren't. Mm-hmm. We're assuming and we really, really don't understand each other at all. And you said, like you said, there's a lot of fear that comes in and a lot of frustration being expressed and, and those are kind of going unchecked yeah. at the expense of relationships and understanding. So I have a challenge for you listeners out there. My challenge is to show up different. Instead of just the, the nifty jabs at the other side, my challenge is to ask what do they really care about? Why do they believe that? Help me you know, say things like, help me understand this. Uh, I have a totally different view, but I think I'm not understanding yours. And I, I really do want to understand where you're coming from. Yes. That's powerful. Yes. So <laughs> like, that's that's the challenge I'm putting out there for you. That's awesome. Yes. So in conversations, so we can actually steer the conversation pretty well, and we can do it accidentally, or we could do it on purpose. And uh, I think, Rena, you were, you were making a note or comment. <laughs> you were noting that one negative comment can just take the conversation down a whole path you really didn't intend, and it wasn't what you really wanted. Yeah, as I've become more aware of this, this is a, a choice to become aware of how you're participating in conversations, right? And just like anything, you may notice after the fact, and, and, and you know, it's all part of the learning process, but... Um, yeah, I was in line at the grocery store and a lady was complaining about, you know, here in California, we don't get free bags anymore. And that's one of my pet peeves because I use them for cat litter. And so, <laughs> you know, I, I, I became less aware and let a negative comment pop out of my mouth about that. And, and the whole conversation just went south. Right. And I could have chosen a different comment that would have actually led the conversation to a different place about possibilities or what is going well. And and um, it was just a powerful moment for me to see my power in a conversation. And so I've been noticing it more and more because it's so easy for me to let my guard down. And I don't mean guard like I'm being guarded, but paying attention to what's coming out of my mouth Mm, is what I mean. Right. And to just say something mindless because I'm not really thinking about it. It's just patterned. It's habitual. You know, I just have this comment this, and I say in this situation or didn't really think about what are going to be the consequences of me saying this? How is this going to affect the other person? How is it going to steer the conversation? It's a powerful inquiry and certainly a process to take on as um, you, the listeners, if you're interested in becoming a conversation leader, You don't need to be a leader in the community in an elected position, but you're leading conversations all the time, whether you know it or not. So this is your opportunity to become deliberate in being a conversation leader. Now, it might be uncomfortable, but if someone complains about, say, we don't get free bags anymore, (laughs) we actually don't need to respond to that comment at all. That's an option. You could just don't go there. Yeah. You could look at what they're wearing and go, oh, that's a nice necklace you have on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's steering it in a completely different you know, direction. That's yeah, an option, too. That but is yeah, an option. You don't have to respond. Yes. That's a, that's a good point. Yes. So to be a conversation leader, some things that are helpful is to look for what's possible, to look for solutions rather than looking at the problems and complaining. So, you know, if 
someone's complaining about something, like we mentioned before, you, you could choose not to respond to that at all, or you could comment on something that's positive uh, around that, if you do want to engage in that type of topic. So we don't want to engage in or breathe more life into negative conversations. I don't know if you've been around somebody who complains all the time, they're just a downer, you know, that just kind of wrecks the mood. And so in our conversations, we can have more of a better experience in our conversations if we lead them more towards positive topics. And they'll actually like being with you more. Yes. <laughs> it's just much more of a pleasant experience. Now, this doesn't mean you don't have to or can't share if you're having a hard time, if you're struggling with something. That's a different thing than complaining about something or someone else. It, it's, it's kind of staying stuck in it and not looking at possibilities and solutions. And, and I think complaining is actually very different than, than the vulnerable sharing of saying, you know, this happened and I'm, I'm really kind of afraid and uh, this is what I'm doing about it or this happened and I'm really sad and I'm just, I've just got a lot of sadness and I'm, I'm moving through it. Yes. You know, that's very different than complaining. You'll notice it feels pretty different. Yes. Good distinction. Yep. And so in our conversations, uh, we really can change them towards different topics and more positive things. And we'll talk more about this right after the break. Do you want to enjoy more deep, meaningful, satisfying relationships? Do you want to feel more connected? Do you want to feel like people get you? Learn how to be the kind of person people respond to. Create better results with your kids, your partner, clients, coworkers, and friends. Go to BeAndConnect.com and get started with your free videos today. That's BeAndConnect.com. Learn from hosts John and Rena from the Impact Hour. You can have that sense of connection you desire. Go to BeAndConnect.com now. Meaning significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. More fun than visiting the in-laws. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about how you can take back your power by having more personal responsibilities. So we've been examining how we're affecting people in our conversations. And John, before we went to break, was talking about options. For example, staying positive in conversation can include knowing that there are different options for how you show up in that conversation. And in those conversations, talking about the options that are available instead of getting stuck and drawn into the I have to or I can't or it won't work, you know, which feels very limiting to, to assume that there are options. And I love options. This is just part of my wiring and who I am. I think it's one of my strengths, uh, the restorative strength is all about seeing um, something where it's at and, and being able to restore it to its originally intended state of awesomeness. <laughs> and so what I do when I see something that's not as great as it could be is I see a ton of options. It's just who I am. And so I get very excited about creating options and possibilities and exploring things. And I really just love making things happen. 
I think that goes also with my achiever strengths. They're just all nice and woven in well. <laughs> I, I like um, making things happen and getting things done. So we did want to spend some time today exploring how you can have more options in your life because that's an important part of personal responsibility is knowing that there are always tons of options. When there's a problem, I go into it assuming that there's at least a half a dozen options um, at least one of those is going to be better than the one that I originally jumped to because we tend to jump to solutions. And um, what I found is if you take the time to really assess what it is that you want, to get really clear on the bottom line, end result, what's essential about what you want, it actually creates a lot of options because otherwise we tend to jump to a specific solution. So I learned about this um, by life experience. One night, John and I were, um, well, I was supposed to fix dinner, and it was getting late, and I didn't want to, but we had a budget. And so I wanted to go out to dinner, but it wasn't on the budget, so I was really procrastinating and stuff. And finally asked John if we could go out to dinner, and he asked me um, why I wanted to go out which seemed like a really weird question to me. So it was what I found that I really wanted. I wanted to fix, I wanted to eat something yummy that I'd never fix at home, like, you know, full fat sour cream, this, all of the fun, yummy stuff that you can get in a restaurant. And understanding what it is that I really wanted opened up more options. So instead of blowing the budget by, you know, paying 40 bucks to take the family out to dinner, John says, cool, because what I really wanted was a burrito from Chipotle. <laughs> and he says, okay, great. How about if we get you a burrito and the boys and I will eat some leftovers? And so, you know, for $7.19, I got exactly what I wanted and it didn't blow the budget. So it was a win-win and it was an option I wouldn't have considered if John didn't help me get really clear on what it is that I wanted. So it's, it's interesting that having more options is actually becomes a lot more options when we know exactly what it is that we want. Now it's funny because if you ask my kids about that, they'll, they'll express sadness because they remember that night that they had leftovers and didn't go out to eat. <laughs> so maybe they wouldn't count it as a win, but um, <laughs> in the big picture, it was actually a very big learning for me. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, we call that the burrito principle. And I didn't look up on the um, impacthour.com website, but um, it's there as an episode. So if you just Google the impact hour and the burrito principle, you'll find that episode that talks more about creating options. Like I said, I go into any problem or challenging situation, assuming that there are a lot more options than I know up front. I assume that there's a win-win. I don't have to win at somebody else's expense. Because if you're actually figuring that it'll only work this one way, um, it might actually not be beneficial for everybody involved. So assuming that there's a win-win is very powerful. We've also mentioned on the show before asking a different question. So a lot of times when people have something that they want or something that they have to do, they're asking, um, can I do this? Is this even possible? And it's kind of like a default habit that we have. You know, it's like a um, friend wants me to go to Hawaii for Christmas. And I'm like, gee, can I do that? I don't know if I can do that. Because then the mind just starts listing all the reasons why it won't work. A different, much more powerful question is asking, how can I? 
So assuming that it'll work somehow, asking how can I, and the brain actually starts working on a lot of other options we wouldn't have considered before in making something happen. It's very, very powerful and a powerful place to come from in life instead of just letting things happen the way that you don't want. Cool. Love focusing on solutions instead of the problem. When we're looking at what's wrong, we're going to see more of what's wrong. And it doesn't actually pave the way to the answer. Kind of like um, Deidre's share earlier in the show, um, <clears throat> the, the original author that she was quoting was focusing a lot on the problem and what they didn't like. And that doesn't unfortunately point to what we do want or how it's going to get there. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, John? Yeah, I, I like that focusing on the solutions so much. Mm. It's uh, one of the, the agreements we have in our relationship yes. is uh, when things are not going the way we would really like, uh, we have this agreement to use the phrase, I desire. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying what we don't want or what we don't like and blah, 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 whatever it is what's going on in our head, we can share with the other, I desire, and then say what we want. Mm -hmm. and, and that... That it's terrible. It's terrible. Right. And, and it's an invitation. Here, here, join me in this solution, this thing that I desire. And it's so much more easy to, to step into that and engage in that than to just hear all these, all, a lot of complaints. Yeah, hearing a lot of complaints. I don't like this. Would you stop doing that? Not, don't do that. I, please, you know, I hate it when you do this, you know, which is, is the go to. I, we've had these agreements for a few months now, mm -hmm. and it still takes mental effort on my part to overcome the patterns that my brain has established for pointing out what's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting, and um, we had a, a little bit of a, an experience around that the other day. I hope you don't mind me sharing. We just share everything on the air, it's <laughs> awesome. Um, you wanted me, your desire was for me to see where you do love me. And I'm like going, yeah, you know, I really could look at that. And then I think you accidentally tacked on the negative on that. I did. Which was, um, and not look where I don't. And, and, and it just, it kind of shut me down. It jarred me. And like, I totally get it because I struggle with it myself. And I, I, I screw up too in my <laughs> <laughs> delivery of my desires to you too. And, it, and it just wanted to share this with you, the listeners. It's very, very powerful when you go to somebody with what you desire, because they're going to be much more inclined to want to help you with it to want you to achieve, to help you to achieve that um, versus the other option, shutting them down, pushing them away, making them feel icky. Right. And it's important to share the essence of what you desire, not a specific solution. Just like the burrito principle. Just like the burrito principle, because then the other person can engage and, and can have choices. In the problem and, solving. In the problem solving and be a part of the solution and not just be handed this specific solution. And it's much more inviting to, to be a part of the solution, a part of crafting that, rather than just the, the single thing. Which feels can feel um, a little more demanding and not as open. Right. Certainly better than stating what you don't like. So there's kind of different tiers there. You want to go for maximum impact. Yes. Uh, state what you desire and include them and in how to make that happen. So you'll have to get clear on what's the essence of what you want and request that and then ask for their help yeah. in there. So we'd like to close is that we are personally responsible for our whole life, 
not just for every little single thing that happens along the way. Again, we have like a part. Like entirety. But for the whole thing, like how is your whole life going? And just want to let you know that there is hope. That wherever you're at in life right now, maybe it doesn't feel great. Maybe it's exactly where you want to. But from here forward, it's wide open. There's options. Because there's options. You're personally responsible. You have the power. You can do whatever you want with your life. In some form, in some way, what you deeply desire is possible. We firmly believe that. So you can ask, how can I, rather than can I, focus on solutions and, of course, get support and help so that you can be not taking the journey by yourself and just know the possibilities are wide open. You aren't a victim. You have what it takes to make your life what you want. Thanks for, Thanks listening, for listening to the Hi, Peter Cianchetta. You've heard me advertise bankruptcy for years. We do more than bankruptcy at Cianchetta and Associates. We handle all forms of financial aspects of the law. If you have a trust, a will, need assistance with your estate or probate, give me a call. I can help you. If you have questions or would like to have an estate planning review or you want to make sure you have a trust to ensure the protection of your family, give me a call. I'm Peter Cianchetta and I've been helping fish families with their legal needs for years. Please give me a call for a free consultation at 916-685-7878. 685 Your home is so much more than square footage and a floor plan. So why would you entrust buying a new home or selling your home to anyone but Ellen Hurley, the Real Estate Insider? And tune in weekdays from noon to one for Ellen Hurley's show, The Real Estate Insider, exclusively on Money 1055. Buying or selling call the real estate insider. For your real estate dreams, she gets it done. Call now. Wishing you a safe and happy and healthy Christmas season and New Year from the staff and family at Waldo Bowers Flooring. And of course, the sheep want to help you keep warm and cozy if you choose a new wool carpet or rug, which is on sale through December 31st. If you're wanting to see a unique new product at Waldo Bowers Showroom, it's called Sono, which is a hybrid waterproof product that looks like wool or tile and is super durable and affordable. While you're browsing 